This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian is at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. From the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. No wonder your show is number one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ENN. Ray Rowe. Presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm. 888-24-LAW-24. Bite back. Let's start off by saying good evening to Michael and myself. You know who the most disappointed person in all of New York is? I would say on a regular nightly basis, Jody Applegate. Uh, and good evening to Joe in Brooklyn. Come on, Michael. And lastly to Michael. What am I, a mall? Strong. I like I like what am I, a mall. I can't believe the guy asked for a Yankee shirt. He, what he Well, he didn't ask for it. He asked for your advice on where he could find no, it. No, 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 no. He said, could oh, he you said, guys send me, send me a Yankee shirt? No, we can't. Michael what, can't, mall? Michael can't even send you a C a shirt. He doesn't have one. Oh, I have one. I bought one after you told me it was in the store. I thought I should have bought it. It was a bad job out of me. I might wear it to your wedding on Saturday. Wow. That would yeah. be a look. You kidding me? Yeah, it would be great. Everybody would be talking about it. What is that guy wearing? I got to tell you, today was the first day that I woke up and went, I walked out, stepped outside, and I went, it's hot outside. Anyone have that vibe today? Do you want Do you want heat um, for your wedding? No. No. And, I mean, I'm trying not to obsessively watch the temperature because I know it just constantly changes. It went from rain to no rain to rain. It currently says rain, high 83. Obviously, I'll take the high 83 for the day. If I could just lose that rain, go on ahead and lose that. All right, so I've got... Um I don't see rain. Saturday, 85 high, 72 low. I don't see any rain. Where are you looking, though? On uh, the app. No, but what area? In Manhattan. It's in Manhattan? You're not seeing yeah. rain right now? No, no rain. As of earlier today, I saw evening Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's a little. But it's only like um, 11 a.m. and 12 p.m. There's no rain otherwise. Oh, li- wait, wait, wait. See? No, see? there's not. No, there's not. All right, Absolutely keeps, not. Either way, I'm just it's going to keep changing, but I did just realize today it, it, it I really hope that in the evening time it's like 76, something like give me 74. Give me a 74. Michael, you could talk to somebody. Yeah, I I don't have those connections. Hal does. Hal has connections with God? Yeah, the Steinbrenner is absolutely. Come on, 27 championships? They have connections with God? Um Hey, I know you're excited about this. Uh, Mr. Home Run Derby, Pete Alonzo is back. Here's him announcing uh, on Major League Baseball on ESPN yesterday. Yeah, so I will be participating in the uh, 2023 Home Run Derby. Yeah, high five up here, Pete. Oh, yeah. Eduardo Perez giving high fives. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can count me in, guys. Oh, man, that brought goosebumps right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked to do it. I mean, it's a super talented field, and um, I mean, it's going to be great competition. I think this one's going to be one to remember. Listen, uh, I love Eduardo. Goosebumps because yeah, I mean because because Pete's going to be in the home run derby. I I, I need a lot more for goosebumps. Just call uh, me different. 
I, I hear you. I mean, I mean, God, Pete didn't even sound that excited about it. No, but, but like, boy, yeah. Carl and uh, and Eduardo, they were really pumped. God bless them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad he's doing it. He should. He should be doing it. It's kind of become his brand now. But I mean, goosebumps. It's they acted like in. It would be like. They acted as if right now, in 2023, LeBron James said, screw it, I'm doing the dunk contest. Now, that would be something. Now, Pete is fun. I mean, he plays the villain well, and you know, he, but I, I, he doesn't give me goosebumps. He doesn't give me goosebumps. I, love I mean, it's on ESPN, so maybe Eduardo's trying to sell it, but yeah, I'm not buying goosebumps. Well, I'll tell you this, though. I, I've said this, and I'll, I'll continue to say it. It's... It, the, the Home Run Derby has gotten better every year. It has become more destination viewing than... Than the game. Ha- oh, yeah, definitely more than the game. You know, you and Alex were having a conversation in um, foggy London town the other day. Right. When I tuned in. And I wish you thought of mentioning me, though I know that wouldn't cross your mind, when Alex was talking about the how much he thinks the entertainment part needs to kind of lead Major League Baseball's push internationally. No, he, he thinks that you need entertainment in the World Series and the playoffs and the All-Star Game, you know, because he keeps going to the 2009 World Series when they had Jay-Z and Alicia Keys performing. He said, that's a home run. That's what you need all the time, like the Super Bowl halftime show. And then we had Scott Boris on yesterday. He said, the World Series needs to be a destination that you know what city it's going to be in and you could plan for a year what's going to happen. So he wants to take it away from the teams and like put it in a neutral site and line up big acts and make it a destination for advertisers and things like that. And it's a tough combo because, I mean, so fans tough. that have supported the team the whole time, that's one of the special things about the World Series. You get to see your team. It's not like the Super Bowl where you get to travel. But I do I, understand it's hard to plan when you don't know what city it's in. But again, this just for it can't be the World Series. You can't. It, it's, it's, if it was a one-game championship, we can have a conversation. You cannot move... A seven-game World Series to a what are what are people going to do? So if you wanted to go to multiple games, we have to move to the city. I mean, it's just not reasonable. This this goes back to again the idea that you always shoot down, not because you don't think it could be cool, but because you know the owners aren't willing to do it, which is really making all the All Star Game a true weekend and making that the destination weekend. I mean, God, I, I keep going over this, but it's seeing the forest through the trees. I get it. You want, uh, you don't want to lose a home game. I understand. But, man, you think teams will want to risk losing World Series home games? I'm sorry. My All-Star idea is way better than that. Give me, give me All-Star weekend, a, a, a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and really have a concert that goes with it. Make that make that All Star Saturday, Saturday night. Put the game right there on Sunday. That's to me where the money is. Yeah, but they they probably done the work, and they think that the money that you're losing by taking away weekends from teams. Is, but you have to agree that would be way worse money to move away a, a seven game series. No, because the teams would still get the money. You know, whoever's in the World Series would get the money. All right, they don't. They would still get home game money. I would assume that it'd be work like that. He can't do it. Because they don't really get that. I mean, a lot of the money goes, uh, most of the money that's made in World Series, it goes to the shares. It's not like it goes into the pockets of of the the team owners. Now, let's, uh, 
let's stay with the uh, baseball of, of it all. Here's Tim Kirkchin on ESPN Radio saying that he still sees the Mets as buyers. At the moment, I think they're still buyers because you can't have a $340 million payroll. You can't have sold all these tickets for the season and then completely give up on the season. But 10 games out of the wild card with six teams ahead of them is not a good place to be. And if, um, you know, three weeks from now they're in a similar spot, I think they're going to have to look to move some, some players. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as easy. First of all, they're eight out of the wild card. That's not insurmountable with close to 80 games remaining. It's just not. They have to jump over a lot of teams. I don't think they're giving up. I, I don't think they're going to be selling crazy. I, I, I just don't think they will. Let's move to some football. This is interesting. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum was on Greeny, or whatever concoction of people were thrown together to be Greeny today. Oh, wow. And Tannenbaum has an interesting thought about Daniel Jones' role in the Saquon Barkley situation. They should get going on it now. And this is an opportunity for Daniel Jones to show that he is the battlefield commander that a starting NFL quarterback needs to be. And he completed 74% of his passes to Saquon last year. And that, to me, is a story that has to be told, which is Saquon is tremendous in the passing game. And if I'm Daniel Jones, I'm walking in to the Giants front office, to Brian Dayball, and saying, hey, let's get this deal done. He's too important to us. we got to build on something that we started a year ago. And I would put this on Daniel Jones and his leadership. I, um, Mike is just, uh, I, I, he's so wrong on this. I mean, really? Mike is like of the opinion that you, you just give Saquon Barkley whatever he wants. The Giants have all the leverage here. Saquon misplayed his hand. And now you want Daniel Jones, who the Giants just gave $160 million to, to march in to Shane's office and say, do whatever you have to do. They're going to say, shut up. Pipe down. This is a business now. They know they're better with Saquon Barkley, but they're not just going to give him anything he wants. You don't think that at this moment in time, Daniel Jones has any sort of authority to do anything? Hey, he could say whatever he wants. Shane's going to play this the way he wants. He has, he has maneuvered himself into all the leverage. They gave the guy a very, very good offer during the season. He said no. Right after the season, he said no. And then once they signed Daniel Jones, they said, you know what? Now you're getting a franchise tag. Saquon has no leverage. I don't know what Mike is saying. I understand he's really important. But you think that Daniel Jones walking into Shane is going to change the, the, the dynamic and the economics of the situation? It's not. Now, what if what if Daniel Jones wasn't a guy who got forty million dollars simply because the market dictated it, and really was a guy who was given like sixty million dollars because he was the man? Would that make a difference? Listen, the Giants know that Jones needs Barkley. They know it. They're not stupid. They they put together a good team last year in one year. They know what Barkley means. They're not giving him whatever he wants. Barkley's going to blink at some point, or he's not going to play. He's going to be the the new Le'Veon Bell. They know that Daniel Jones doesn't have to tell them. Brian Dable knows. Well, you've, you've really not been agreeing with anything that our friend Mike Tannenbaum has to say. I love Tannenbaum, but he is really, if he was the GM, he would not appreciate a quarterback marching in there and go, you got to sign this guy no matter what. <laughs> I like that impression. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Deshaun Jackson was on the All the Smoke podcast. Had some interesting thoughts about uh, Chip Kelly. I don't respect Chip Kelly. That's just what it comes I think, down yeah, to. I think, yeah, I think he's a I don't like yeah, giving them click, clickbait or whatever nah, they want to call it. But it I'm a real one, and I just speak on it, bro. What he did, bro, you could talk to anybody that was ever a Philadelphia Eagle fan, bro, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you the same thing. He dismantled that team, bro. There was no way you get rid of a Deshaun Jackson, a Deshaun McCoy, a no. Michael Vick, a Jeremy Macklin, on and on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really broke down the team, bro, and we were Philadelphia. He's right. Chip Kelly was a disgrace the way he was in Philly. Destroyed the place. That's why they got rid of him in a hurry. You know what's a good top five when Don comes back? Or if you want to steal Don's bit, you could do it. Top five just biggest coaching disasters in that way. First of all, you think I steal bits? I don't steal bits. I make my own bits. I didn't say that's what you do, but I suggested it's what you try. No, that's not what I'm going to do. But worst coaching disasters, and by that I mean... Really, truly given the keys. Well, the number one just, is Ray Hanley. That's the number one? Oh, the worst. An absolute disgrace. And we still have not heard the real story. Let's leave it at that. I'll tell you what, Rick Petito in Boston was pretty rough. That was bad. Well, you know, he, he wasn't helped by the basketball gods. If he got Tim Duncan, he'd still be there. Hey, listen, he had Chauncey Billups and Ray Mercer, okay? You say Bobby Mercer, that's one thing. Ray Mercer's not going to do it. Curious for your take on uh, Alan Hahn's thoughts on Get Up today about Dame Dalla. If you're having a meeting in the Philadelphia 76ers organization and you're saying you have a chance to get Damian Lillard and you're saying, well, but we're not giving up Tyrese Maxey, that is, once again, franchise malpractice. You have to make the deal and you got to give to get. You're not getting a scrub. You're not getting an average player. You're getting a superstar. You're getting a difference maker. You're getting your golden ticket to the NBA Finals. There should be no one that is untradeable, aside, of course, from Joel Embiid. Otherwise, why the hell else would you want to get Damian Lillard? That's it. So there should never be a conversation internally that, oh, no, 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 we're not trading that guy. Because your window to win is small. It's a couple of years. In fact, it might only be one year. You never know. With all the whispers you're hearing about Joel Embiid is in his impatience. This is your time to strike. It can't be about, oh, we really like Therese Maxey. Yes, of course you like him. But you're going to like Damian Lillard a lot more for what he can bring to your team immediately. I essentially agree with him, Peter. But let's say Embiid decides he wants to go. Then you've traded a good, uh, really, a potentially great young player. 
So you, I think you've got to get a longer-term commitment from Embiid before you give up Tyrese Maxey because if Embiid leaves, then Lillard's in as bad a situation as he's in, in Portland then. I just am deciding whether I, I think Lillard is still that guy that like instantly transforms you into that team. That's Maybe? a fair question. But, I mean, remember, they had a, a nice little team there a few years ago with him and C.J. McCollum. And um, we saw what they were capable of doing, and it wasn't championship. Now, if you think like a team like the 76ers is literally right on the doorstep, and obviously they do seem pretty close. But, I mean, F- Philadelphia was fairly loaded this year, though, and couldn't get pa- past the Boston Celtics. So, well, now they, they have Nick Nurse, though. That's right. I was trying to come up with a good, clever medical pun, but it just, just you, didn't you, happen. You know what? You're not firing all on all cylinders today, and I think I am, so I've carried the show. Oh, I've loved what I've done so far. Loved really? It. Oh, uh, I, 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 I... had that one exchange with the, the Method Man guy, and that was about it for you. Well, you're I, unbelievable. I took a, that, that took a lot out of the tank. Let's go to... <laughs> let's hear from uh, Woj who talks about what this uh, trade will do for Obi Toppin, who's no longer a Nick. You know, Obi Toppin, the eighth overall pick in New York in 2020. Listen, this is going to give him an opportunity to play a bigger role in Indiana. And the Knicks will get back a couple of uh, picks here. But uh, this is a conversation that was picked up from back at the trade deadline between New York and Indiana. And I think Obi Toppin, I think there's still a story to be written on his career. He's kind of faced a a bit of a log jam in New York. We shall see, man. We didn't really talk. We didn't get to talk to that many Nick fans about the OB situation. In fact, that's what I want to do, Michael. After you go to your baseball duties, right? Is talk to the more of the Nick fans about their level of disappointment. I mean, you and I both feel it's a crazy deal. Um, granted, no, it's not. It's not a crazy deal. It's crazy what they got back. It's not crazy to deal them. No, no, no. And that's all I mean, though. I mean, the fact that you're looking, you had a, a someone picked that high, and your return was a couple of second rounders from Indiana. It just is not what you want. It is not what you want. Stephen A. He's not happy with the OB deal. I'm not thrilled. I mean, it's a, it's a, something involving the Knicks, and I'm not happy. Um, <laughs> I understand why they're doing it. I mean, when you talk about two second round picks, maybe just maybe if Tom Thibodeau uh, found a way to play him a bit more, they could have gotten more than two second round picks. So I'm not happy about that because I think that he's a real talent. I think that he's got a, a, a lot of capabilities, and it would have been nice to see him utilized more in New York City because I personally believe you could have gone small at times and played. Julius Randle at the five and Obi Toppin at the four and played them together. That's just my personal opinion. Having said all of that, based on the amount of time that he's received on the court playing for Tom Thibodeau, it's clearly a reasonable trade. Well, Alan Hahn didn't agree. He didn't like um, Randle playing five and Obi playing four. And also, if you do that, Robinson and uh, Hartenstein were really important contributors. So if you play. Randall at the five, you're taking away two guys that are rim protectors. And what's the most important thing for Tibbs is defense. Those yeah. guys are legitimate rim protectors and rebounders. Yeah, that's not what – I mean, Julius can rebound, but that, he's not a rim protector. So I don't it, know what you want. <laughs> this is interesting. Have you heard uh, these outlets reporting that 
supposedly documents were being sent out with like scripted comments prepared by the PGA Tour for their players to go against live when before the merger or or immediately after no 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 yeah yeah before the merger after that doesn't surprise me Tiger Woods has spoken out and says he never received any scripted comments that would be purportedly prepared by the PGA Tour it has been reported though earlier today that uh, the remarks are among 357 pages of emails and other documents included in an anti anti lust lawsuit involving the PGA Tour filed in the 15th Judicial Circuit in Palm Beach County, Florida. That's a good circuit. <laughs> is, that how, is that how you feel? Love that circuit. I know a lot of the circuits in Florida, the one in Palm Beach, amazing. Now, what was the, of all the NBA uh, news over the weekend, what what stood out to you the most? Was there one signing in particular? Yeah, yes. All right, here we go. Wait for it. What was it? Van Vliet's contract. I, I was startled. Yeah, Van Vliet got himself absolutely paid. Well, he got his bag. Yeah. In, in that, the is, that, that one's hard to believe. And also Dylan Brooks, who acted like a complete jack wagon during the playoffs, he got paid too. Yeah, he got four years, eighty million. Yeah, people were wondering. Well, I wonder if he's going to get a job next year. Well, he got more than a job. He got twenty. He, and they'll be together. Yeah, in Houston. Now the the deal Michael's talking about, Fred Van Vliet, three years, a hundred and thirty million. Unbelievable. And I just found it so interesting that on the NBA roundup on NBA.com, when I was looking at it earlier, the signing right under that. Is Kyrie Irving re-signing with the Mavericks for three years, $126 million? Van Vliet got more than Irving. And, and maybe maybe Irving could convince himself. I mean, Van Vliet doesn't come close to the talent that Kyrie Irving is. And the reason that Kyrie Irving didn't get any love and, they were, and the Mavericks were bidding against themselves is he has really sabotaged his career. He really has. With his lack of availability... I mean, if you're not going to play and you do not put yourself as a reliable presence on your team, why would anybody want you? And the reason the Mavericks did it, they, they were desperate. They made that trade. They let Brunson go to the Knicks. They had to sign him. Otherwise, if the Mavericks didn't have to sign him, where's he going? Who's giving him that money? He would have got more money from the Nets. Talk about a guy who played it all wrong. He ends up still making a cool $42 million a year, but you have to imagine, Michael, if none of this drama had happened and he had just played the last couple years, he could have been the biggest contract that was given out this weekend. Peter, when the Nets signed Durant, they were willing to sign him. He would have gotten close to $50 million a year. And he said no. Unbelievable. That's it working do out. It. That will do it for ENN, presented by D'Agostino and Associates. Wow. The injury firm, almost 35 years of getting accident victims every dollar they deserve. Offices throughout New York and New Jersey, 888-24-LAW-24. D'Agostino, bite back. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.